This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Part-Time Outdoors Podcast. Hosted by Matt Noss and Nate Wright. Welcome to episode 20, Part-Time Outdoors. Uh, we're actually coming up on our year episode, but, uh, well, I guess a little over a year, but uh, pretty happy with our success so far. We're 20 episodes in now, and today we're going to talk about Nate's public land buck that he got in Kentucky. Um, so it'll just be me and Nate today when he... good. I think that's right. I mean, I think that should be good as far as, you know, this is our... One year anniversary, me and you should have have a little podcast together, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it kind of brings things together. We're we're do, we're doing FaceTime audio today, so hopefully the quality is a little bit better. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't do the video part because I wanted to see your cheesy little smiling face whenever you're talking about your deer. <laughs> You've seen it enough, okay? Yeah. So you can go ahead and picture it. Because you got that deer early this year, like it, Kentucky must open up like way before any other states around us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we can go ahead and break into it and kind of get to the story if you want to. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and hop into that. When was that? Was that in like that was like mid or early September? Early September. So there, it was the weekend after their opening. So no, it was the the week after their opening weekend. I guess I would say. Um, so essentially, you know, you know my schedule. I work seven on seven off, and then on my seven days, I have my daughter. But there was an instance to where I had an extra day to myself because my daughter had something going on. So, um, buddy, Derek, he, he's been, we've scouted this property before. We didn't scout it this year. We scouted it last year. Um, so I basically had an additional day to myself. So essentially I got off work at 6 PM and drove to Kentucky. Um, so and you, just kind of, just kind of, you didn't know scouting at all this year. It was all the scouting last year, but you kind of knew the area and you knew where to go. Well, I knew the area, but this 
this particular area that I hunted, I had not scouted. Um, so it was, I was going in blind. I was, and Derek has scouted it before. So he kind of gave me the rundown on it, but, um, you know, he, obviously he hasn't hunted it. He just kind of walked through there, you know, early spring. Um, so it was kind of, I, I, I literally got in Kentucky at midnight the next morning, you know, I woke up and, uh, I didn't want to go in too early cause there was a lot of fields. Dude, you so got in there to... late. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, because I talked to you on the phone when I was on my way down there. Yeah, just a just a, a little disclosure for everybody. So when Nate shot this buck, I said, I think he called me or texted me. I said, "Don't tell me anything." I was like, "Tell me when to record," because <laughs> because I don't want to I don't want to have the same conversation twice. Number one, but two, it's just like way better when I hear it for the first time. Uh, yeah. So it this was it's been a while for us to get out an episode, but uh, so I'm hearing all this for the first time too. So essentially, um, kind of had somewhat of a game plan. Didn't want to go in too early and blow everything out. Um, it was hot. I mean, it was like 75 degrees that day. Um, so essentially I, I, I worked my way in, um, I got a hotel about 45 minutes outside of, uh, where, I, where the property was, um, worked my way in, um, started to find some sign and, um, I actually, it was like lunchtime. So I didn't, I hiked in probably like three miles is, is essentially is how far I was in. Um, I, I literally took a nap in the middle of the road that afternoon and then kind of like re- regrouped and was like, you know, let's figure this out, see where we can go from here. So I went back to where I found some good sign. I found a fresh rub. Uh, I actually found like two sheds. Like, so, you know, there was like, you know, deer in the area. So then I started to bump some deer. Um, and then I essentially like, was texting Derek cause he was familiar with the area and he was like, you need to go in this area. So I worked my way in and I set up about one o'clock. Um, yeah, this is the first time of everything. You know, I hadn't been in my saddle this year. Um, you know, I've been shooting my bow, but you know, it's different when you get up in the saddle yeah. and so forth. When you told um, me you, you were texting me and I was, I, I was like, I forget what I was doing. I was, um, scouting or I was out doing something you were like, yeah, I just got to my stand. I was like, what are you talking about? You just got in the stand. I was like, you got there last night. I was like, oh, he's screwed. He's not going to see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the thing. Like, I, when I was even kind of like walking around, because like I said, I was going in blind. So when I was walking around, I bumped a few deer in this same area. And I was like, okay. I was like, that's like a sign, essentially. Um, so, you know, I was looking for to bump deer, see some acorns. You know, and then I was trying to look for the caps that were kind of popped off. So essentially, you know, it shows that deer have been eating them. Um, and then, so I found some white oaks and then just kind of took my time. Like I said, I was in a no hurry. It was like noon when I was kind of like finally found the tree, the area. You know how, you know how it is. You walk into this area and you're like, this is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, everything kind of comes together and I don't know what it is. You know, I talk to Derek about this all the time and, and I think we get like this when we, we get out in the woods more and more, um, you know, you just feel more comfortable and then it just kind of clicks. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's certain things that stand out to you, but like I walked there and I was like, this is it. Now let's find a tree. But yep. And when you um, see, when you find the right tree, you know, you're like, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly I found, and it was like a, a pinch to where they had to travel in front of that tree. Cause there was like a valley. Cause you know how deer are, they're lazy. So they're going to find the most easiest travel path. Um, and, you know, so I essentially the saddle that that's the beauty of the saddle, like nothing against the climber, Matt. Here, here we go. But but you could set up 
and a big tree, a little tree with a bunch of branches, um, you know, and obviously, you know, I don't have to get very high with the saddle either because my cover is the tree. So, you know, I can set myself up to where, and that's essentially what I did with this deer is I put the tree between him and me. So where he didn't even know I was around. So you weren't, so you were, you were concentrating a little bit on the, uh, the terrain, but initially you're, you're kind of looking for a sign, that early sign, like the acorns and, and all that. And then yeah. you, you found a good pinch point. Were you looking for anything else? Like, was there anything else that stood out? Like you're looking for military crests or, um, like- it was a good trail. Um, and like I said, I found, I found a, uh, decent scrape that was probably about 10 yards from where I set up. Um, it looked kind of, it looked fresh, like, you know, as far as maybe like the last day or two, um, you know, obviously I can't tell exactly when, but it was fresh, fresher than other ones that I've seen. But you know, in this early in the season and as hot as it was, like I shot this deer, it was 70 degrees. Yeah. And, it was a hot one. So they're not getting up very far. So, you know, essentially they're probably bedded down close to food. Um, and you know, so that's what I was trying to do. I was just trying to find somewhere that I thought they were going to get up and eat regardless what it was. And this was all in public, right? Yep. This is public property. Um, it's about 9,000 acres. Oh, so pretty decent sized piece then. Yeah. It's a WMA is what it is. So, so, but so you got set up about one o'clock, you were in a good spot. Uh, yep. kind of walk me what through what happened next. Like after you got done all your texts, uh, and Snapchat, you looked up and there was a deer. There, or... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I had awful service. So there oh, wasn't that, a lot of that's snap- why you got it. If, if you had had good service, you had never seen that deer. So there wasn't a lot of Snapchats or Instagram stories going out. It may have been delayed. So, but to be honest, they weren't, be, they weren't going through. I was lucky to get a text message through essentially. Um, but, uh, so I got set up, um, and I, I still to this day, I don't know, maybe I'm speculating, you know, I heard some noise essentially down below me and I don't know if he was bedded down there. I just don't know if he was coming. So then about 30 minutes later, here he comes. He's probably, I don't know, 30, 40 yards down below me. Um, and it's, it's so different, you know, I've never killed a deer this early. Um, and it's so different how they act when they're coming in. Cause you know, when, if you're hunting in November, these deer have probably seen multiple hunters, hunters yeah. you know, all this stuff. And he just comes in just so calm, you know, and no, like, you know, you just, t- you can tell they haven't been pressured. Right. And, you know, obviously you're still making these movements, these subtle movements when you're trying to get ready and stuff, but he wouldn't even look and he's just had his, you know, tails flick in just, you could just hear him hounding down acorns, eating away. Um, which made it, you know, now looking back, I just, I really liked the aspect of that early hunting. If you can, if you can get through the heat, you'll be fine. The worst part about it was, was walking through about 30, uh, cobwebs. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. The spiders and the so cobwebs. Too. Yeah. If you can get over the thickness and the heat, you, you can be fine. That didn't bother me too much, but when I had to walk through, you know, you know, about, hundreds of spiders and I've kept finding them on me and so forth like that. I think that was the worst part of it all. Um, so, but you know, so I set up, he came through that way. Um, and he, I was thinking he was going to come in that path right in front of me. Like I was talking how I kind of wanted to set up the tree. So he didn't, he kind of peeled back. Um, and he, I, I had not, um, probably range find as much areas as I wanted to, or I should have. 
So he even gave me enough time to where he was taking his time. And I was like, okay, there's an opening there. I'm going to put the range finder there. Um, so essentially I put the range finder there and it was probably about a 25 to 30 yard shot. And he was, he was uh, quartering away. Quartering so, away. yeah. So I hit him and, um, one of the biggest things that, you know, I've learned and I've watched a lot of people do on YouTube is watch where they run. Cause you sometimes don't always get the best blood trail that you want. Um, and I watched where he ran and I had an idea. Um, and, and the, the good thing about this was it was 2 p.m. So it so wasn't getting yeah, dark. Yeah, you had a while to look then. Yeah, so it wasn't getting dark anytime soon. Um, so so here's the, here's, the be- here's the best part. So essentially I was like 2.8 miles, I'll say three, in away from my truck by myself. Um, one thing that this place would be actually pretty nice I should get is a deer cart, and I don't have a deer cart. I told you you can borrow mine. I uh, know. Of course, I didn't ask. You probably have to wipe um, all the blood stains off of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's not a bad thing. Um, but I didn't have anybody with me, and my frame pack was back at the truck. Oh, so you had to walk back and then come back in. Hey, give it, it'll give it time to uh, to rest, though. Yeah, so essentially, I, I got down quickly. I checked the blood. I checked my arrow. I, I literally pretty much put my arrow into the ground where blood started, and I got out of there. <clears throat> so got out of there, um, went and got my frame pack, which, like I said, it was just hot. So I was already like, by the time I got back to the truck, I was like, oh, here we go. I had to regroup, get my stuff together, and go back in. Um, but I, I ended up going in. Honestly, didn't have that great of a blood trail. Um, and like I was kind of pointing out, I watched where he ran. So I went to the hillside where he kind of disappeared on me. And right there he was. He was probably hundred yards or less laying there good shot then didn't make it very far yeah but the but the weird thing about it was there was not much blood that's so i you know what i mean like at first there was some good blood but once he started going downhill it was very you know pinpoint blood essentially if i remember right sean from Longspur, the uh the tracker that we uh interviewed i think he said sometimes when you make a good shot sometimes you really won't have any blood at all he said sometimes yes, he when you have that. a lot of when you have a lot of blood, it actually means you made a bad shot, which ne- yeah. never really made sense in my head. But like he knows way more about it than I do. Well, I think a lot of people, if they get a lot of blood, they're shooting that brisket on the front of the deer, and then it's yeah. like they're hitting more blood. I guess ar- not necessarily arteries, but you know, just more blood areas. I guess. But yeah. some things I learned um, too, like you were talking about the blood trails, is that things that I've done in the past is. I'll get on uh, on X and I'll mark where I hit it. And then when I find blood, I'll mark it, mark it, mark it, especially if I'm having a hard time finding it. And then when you actually like zoom out a little bit, you'll see like once you see like five, six, seven marks on your uh, on your on X app, it'll kind of give you a, a good solid direction of like which way they're headed to. I should have done that. That's honestly like it's not the fact that I have a hard time seeing it. One of the things that I like if you're with somebody that someone can stand there while you the, with the last piece of blood that you found. Yeah. It sounds elementary, and you wouldn't you think it would be easy, but I'm telling you, when you're especially when you're in a place you don't know, and you start yeah. work, walking 20, 30, mi- or 30 yards, and you're in brush, and you're like, all right, well, was it that tree or was it that tree? And it, it can get confusing for sure. Yeah. So I, I almost kind of like started getting upset because, you know, when the arrow hit the deer, it didn't pass through. I saw it sticking out. And, and you know, not necessarily that's a bad thing. That's why you um, need to get yourself a better bow. 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You have a nice bow. You need to turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I, I like my 60 pounds. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, so, you know what I mean? You just you, – it's not a done deal until you're standing over top of him. Yeah. It's kind of how I look at it. Because um, these deer, you know, some of the stories with me, my dad, other people that I know, they're just tough. You know, they're 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 tough uh, animals, that's for sure. So, essentially, I found him. Um, I quartered him out there pack, and, uh, you know, cut the hindquarters off, cut his, pretty much cut the horns and head off and took the back straps and put it in bags and, and I, I packed him out. And that's so, cool. so what you took your climber and everything back to the truck the first time then? Uh, say that again. You took your climber and all that back to the truck the first time. You mean my saddle? Oh yeah, your saddle, my bad. <laughs> so then you had to go get something to to pack it onto to then take it out. Yeah. Instead so I have like one, it, instead of just packing it onto like a climber. Exactly. Okay. So I have I have a frame pack, so that's why. <laughs> um, which is the first time I've ever had to use it. Um, I use it for like rucks and throw weight in it and stuff like that. Because essentially, because of the preparing for something like this to happen. Um, yeah, it's a long hike out. I mean, three miles alone is a lot, but like when you're, when you're carrying a decent amount of weight on your back, it's, it can be taxing and it's, it's not like a level three miles. Usually I don't know where you were, but usually like around here, it's all Hills. Actually, it wasn't too bad. It honestly, it has a decent road. Once I got to the road, it was more flat than anything else. Maybe a little bit of an incline, but not much. So, but it's still, I don't know. I, I said 60 or 80 pounds on my back at least. Now, when you got back to the truck, did you uh, you have like a pre cooled cooler that you put it in, or? So I had I had my cooler and I I went to the gas station, put it on ice essentially, and oh, then you, you know, uh, you, like you had the ice beforehand. No, I didn't. No, oh, I, wasn't I was going to say getting cock, <laughs> getting the cocky there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. No, I wasn't going to do that. Um, but no, so there was a gas station right outside of where the property was. I loaded up on energy drinks and coffee and got some uh, ice and drove home so essentially i was there i drove longer than i was actually in kentucky that's a it's that's kind of a double-edged sword because like one you, you get there you drove you do all that work and then like you're done but also like you're like all right i, don't, I get i got three more days off i can do whatever i want i got time to cut yeah. it up clean it get it to uh are you, where you get are you getting it mounted no i i just i put i'm just gonna probably have like a uh like a, a euro mount or something like that I did a year in Mount last year, and I I don't know I, I, it was just it's pretty it's pretty nasty. Anyone that's done it when you're boiling out the brains, if you don't have the bugs or anything, it's it's pretty it's pretty disgusting. Well, I have a guy that does it for like a hundred bucks with bugs, and he does and he has bugs, yeah. and it does it's it's he does a really good job. So, that makes but sense. no, I mean, but the biggest thing I think the most rewarding was. And, it, and it's going to essentially make me better down the road was I did it by myself. You know, when I got back to the truck and I packed it out, I think that was like one of the best feelings. Yep. It's just like, you know, you did it. You can do it again. You know, I, I feel more comfortable going in the woods if I ever do go by myself again. You know, I just think it was a good mental thing, you know, to say that I've done that and I can do it again. Yeah, for sure. That's uh I was a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Because when you told me, you're like, I'm heading to Kentucky, I was like, you're scouting again? And you're like, no, I'm hunting. And I was like, well, I was like, you're hunting? I was yeah. I was just confused. I didn't even know the seasons had already opened. But Well, that's but. the thing. I mean, I the place that we that, that we went and hunt, that we have scouted and hunted and stuff, 
it's managed. So it's like, you know, it's 9,000 acres, but there's a lot of deer and a lot of good deer there. Um, you know, I, Derek, he hunted it last year in December and he saw a lot of nice bucks and actually come to, now that you've called me now, he just killed it. He just killed a buck, uh, in the, on the same property, uh, a week and a half ago. Oh, really? Yep. He killed it. He killed a nice eight. Um, he killed it a week and a half ago. Not the, not exactly the same place where I was at, but around the same area. Cause that's not too far from Cincinnati kind of where. No, he's in the perfect area to where yeah. he's got a, I think he has a four hour drive there. And then where we go in Indiana, he has like a three hour drive there. Oh, Indiana. That's, I didn't realize that was closer for him, but it makes sense, yeah. I guess. So he actually killed, killed a deer on, on that property as well. And it's, and they have, what's nice about this place. You can check the stats of that particular property and how many bucks are killed on that property every year. That is cool. Are you going, so are you still going to go back to Indiana this year and then uh, the hunt with your dad in Ohio? Yep. Ohio is in like 10 days and Indiana is the first week of November. Man, if you get a deer in Ohio, Indiana, and then you come back to West Virginia and get another one, you, you better start eating. You better start, uh, <laughs> better start putting away some of that deer meat. You're, you're going to be 400 pounds next year when you're trying to carry them out three miles. This is good. Good sign for the wedding year, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for, I, we're getting close on that. Nate's Nate's uh, Nate's getting married here in about what we got a month and a half, two months. Yeah, it's a little bit a little bit close to hunting season there, towards the end of it at least. If you picked a good time though, just uh, kind of at the end of hunting season, like everything's kind of dying down, not in the middle of yeah. summer vacation, so that'll be good. Yeah, so. I agree. As long as it, you can't consider it a fall wedding, I guess you would say, because people get upset about those. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> when you. Uh, when you text me, I don't know if I told you this, when you, like right around the time period that you got the deer, I thought I was going to jail. <laughs> what? So, so long story short, uh, I was in a WMA uh, doing some squirrel, um, some squirrel hunting with Gage, and uh, we're going to maybe shoot some doves, but mostly mostly we're scouting. I, I was showing him this real good uh, oak stand that I, I knew about. So we're up there and, um, he's like, all right, I'm going to go home. And I was like, I'm going to go check out this dove field. Cause like, you know me, I just, I don't know how to stop. So <laughs> he's leaving and I see this guy over the hill, um, throwing stuff into this little dumping area that they have, I guess, which I come to find out is where like DHHR throws like all their dead deer at and all this stuff. So I just okay. figured it was that. Uh, and I know the guy saw me, but, um, so then I go to leave and I'm like heading down the road and the gates locked. And I was like, Oh man. So I was like, well, I'll just call, I'll try to call DNR real quick. Well, of course it was five Oh three and they closed at five. So I was like, Oh man, I was like, I don't know what to do. So, uh, I, I called 911. I was like, Hey, sorry to bother you guys, but, uh, I can't get out of this WMA and starting to get dark. So, um, they ended up getting a hold of uh, a few people, and then they got, they got a hold of uh, I don't want to say too much on here, but they got a hold of like the head guy with the keys and stuff, and he came down, super nice guy, um, and he's like, you know, you're not supposed to be back here, and I was like, what? I, I honestly I had no clue, honest mistake. I was like, well, the gate was open. I was like, there was no signs that said you couldn't come back here. Uh, on on the maps, it has it as a uh, non-improved road, not a non-approved road. 
And he's like, yeah, I get it. A super nice guy. Like, let me out. We got to get, we got to talking pretty good. I'd like to get him on the podcast one day because he's a very knowledgeable guy. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was right around that same day that uh, <laughs> that you were in Kentucky. I was like, I'll just tell him on the podcast since I hadn't seen you. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was like, oh man, because the sheriff's office was the one that told me first. He's like, you're not supposed to be back there. And I was like, what? He's like, I'll call you back here in a few minutes. I was like, oh man, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a ticket or something. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking you're like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the sheriff's office being involved. Yep. Yep. So, but I was also looking, um, they had, uh, the new program in West Virginia with the Bob White quail that they got going. I was kind of peeking around looking for some quail too. So is that what you sent me? Um, I may or may not have, <laughs> I'm going to keep that tight. I'm going to keep the, uh, tight, that tight lip for now. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Until it becomes really big public knowledge. Yeah. So, but I they, they did a real, I'll, I'll get it to the DNR and, uh, the, um, forestry service and Jim justice, everybody, the, everyone that's behind it. I don't know everybody, but they've done an awesome job with that. And, I hope that they continue to reproduce that. I think they're they're hoping for like ten to thirty percent, um, like holdover reproduction. Um, so that would be amazing if we got Bob Whites back in West Virginia again. It'd be a game changer um, for guys like me with bird dogs. You know that that's that's what we live for. I don't yeah. even know if I'll shoot one this year, honestly. Um, I know where they Kinda are. Let it build back up. Yeah, I know where they are, but I'm not. I might maybe just one, but I I'd much rather try to give them the best chance that they can and uh but good good dog work anyway getting the dogs out and stuff like that but just a just a great job by them i'll give them a shot a shout out because sometimes they get uh they get harped on don't get enough credit so well i mean you got the best dogs out there so you know it's you got to keep keep them working i'm sure dude i'm excited i'm i have off like eight days next week and i'm looking at and if anyone's listening you want to you want to throw me an email or something. I'm looking at maybe driving to Maine or Michigan or maybe, maybe upstate New York or somewhere in New York for grouse. Um, all of those are open. Um, and of course, West Virginia and PA don't open until October 15th. So I, I got, I have the itch and I, I need to itch it before, before October 15th. So you are going to go out of state on a hunt? I I think I'm going to. The, the only problem Maine is just so far away. Like if they could move the North Maine woods, like maybe five hours closer, that would be yeah. great. Because it's like where I'm looking at going. I mean, we're talking probably 15 hour drive. You're and nearly in Canada. You are, and I, I won't go as far north as I did last year. Last year I went to Allagash, and amazing. But it's the drive is insane. I Maine's just so big. Yeah, 15 hours is a long time. Eight, eight's about, like, my cutoff. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of mapping, though, and a lot of scouting and, like, overlays of where cuts are and, and where the aspen is and birch and all that. And I have a, a I have a lot of spots marked out. The problem is, like, the biggest problem is, like, one, Airbnb's ridiculously expensive now, mm-hmm. um, especially by the time they add in their fees. Like, you'll be looking at, a, like, a $100 a night place, and by the time the fees are done, it's, like, $180 a night. And then, two, I don't know if the old Colorado is going to make it's gonna make it all the way up there, and if it <laughs> does, I don't know if I want to trust it in the North Main Woods, but uh, that would be the other thing if I'm going to rent a, a, a truck or if I'm just going to try to make it happen with that. And then I've been looking into, like, 
am I going to, I was going to, my original plan was I was going to find a camping spot up in the North Main Woods or Michigan and just pitch a tent. Yeah. But I was looking at the weather and it's supposed to be like low thirties at night. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I've been looking at the, the buddy heaters, the portable heaters. So yeah. I might go that route. It'd be a lot cheaper, but, um, I would probably be miserable, especially if I don't see any grouse, then I'd be super miserable. Yeah, exactly. Also wanted to, uh, go ahead and since we're, you know, on the topic of different things for this podcast, uh, the building is like 90% approved. Ooh. So I don't, you know, I don't know if we, we haven't talked about it on here with anybody, but essentially, uh, with one of my business, a business that I have, we're building a building, but we are going to put a office slash studio for part-time outdoors up there. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty wild. Yeah. I've been looking so. at buildings too. And, um, the prices, cause I was going to get a, a double decker, um, yeah. like a two story and the prices of the, even the sales guy was like, yeah, the prices have doubled in the past year. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to try to, to, they are, it's, it's, it's expensive. It really is. Um, but the worst, but you have the property. That's what, that's been the hardest thing yeah. for me has been trying to find a place to put it. I mean, when you so. have that power washing money, you can't have big money. <laughs> oh gosh. Maybe, maybe we'll even get them M and N as a uh, sponsor one day. We'll see. Yeah. We could do that. That's, that's not a bad idea. A little tax write off. Yeah. All right. I just uh, threw him a free plug. So I mean, I don't know what else you want. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, also wanted to, uh, so what do you have going on as far as, I know you're talking about going out of state, what other things you got in plan for, you know, deer hunting, anything other than, uh, you know, other bird hunts or anything like that. So here's my holdup. So I was in church on Sunday, right? And yep. October 15th, they have this hunt that they're doing. It's teams of two and it's a squirrel hunt and whoever, like, I guess, gets the most squirrels i don't know if they're gonna weigh them or how that works that that's all up in the air now but i know after that fish tournament that just happened where the guy was throwing weights in his fish every, everything's uh, a little sketchy right now i don't know if you saw that or not oh my goodness yeah. i can't believe that yeah i told i told all the guys at church i was like i'm cutting open all your squirrels so don't even try but that <laughs> that would be like right in the middle if i if i was gonna go on a trip i wouldn't be able to do that and he announced that uh, he was like, hey, just so you know, the prizes I've been telling you are going to be good. He's like, we're going to be, he's like, two of the prizes, I'll tell you, one's a shotgun and one's a rifle. And I was like, I mean, this church is not that big. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'd, you would think I'd have a good chance. I mean, I would think. So, so like, is, it's going to be on the, uh, out there where you live? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I don't end up going on a trip, I'll definitely do that. The The other hang-up is that's October 15th, so it's also the first day of grouse season. So I'm like, uh, can we just like throw grouse into this? Like one grouse equals three squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no one else is going to be bringing back grouse like you are. Right. Oh, I probably won't either, but I got I got some good spots. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready for the season. Is that kind of what you engaged were doing? Were you guys kind of prepping? Uh, we, he was. We were mostly looking um, for a deer spot for him. I was showing him. I, I kind of conned him into it. I was like, "Hey, if you take help me take my boat out, I'll show you a good uh, oak stand." <laughs> he was like, "All right." <laughs> so we, we both won on that one. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about what I told you. What I got going on the trip with my dad to Ohio, um, and then Indiana for a week. We went and got a cabin already. And, uh, you know, just going to kind of go from there essentially. And 
you know, obviously I'll be hunting around here in West Virginia, uh, but those are my trips, I guess I would say, this year. Now, that land in Indiana, is that a state forest or is that national forest? It's it's uh, Hoosier National Forest. So that's that might be something I could look into is getting a cabin in the national forest because there is a national forest that runs into like southern Maine. I don't, okay. I don't know if they do as many cuts because, I, I mean, that's mostly what I'm looking for is like uh, – certain cuts like nine nine to 15 years old or so but yeah um, that i don't is that expensive or is that like so there's four of us going um but it's it's actually a cabin on a lake that is kind of around the hoosier national forest so it's expensive yeah (laughs) it's like it's like 50 bucks i think it's 50 bucks taxes and all it's like fifty bucks per person a night. All right. Well, I mean, that's probably about what an Airbnb would be—like two hundred bucks a night or so. Because yeah. once and I it, once I throw four. dogs into it, once I say I have dogs, then it's like a pet cleaning fee, a service fee, like all that. Yeah. So that makes yep. sense. Exactly, and that's what it is. And and we we're sleeping four people. Last year we took my camper, and it worked as far as sleeping and you know like eating and everything like that. But you just you have so much stuff gear wise, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like we all had a tree stand or a saddle. Uh, you have your bows, you know. You have your hunting stuff, and then on top of that, just regular clothes and food. Like the camper, we barely could walk through it to get our coffee in the mornings. It was just pretty much a sleeping place, and we stayed outside. This sounds oh, like a long way around to say that you're gonna be sleeping in the bed with Derek. Nope, it's not. <laughs> They're separate beds, and I ain't sleeping with him. <laughs> Oh, you're saying, I'll make his ass sleep on the floor. You're saying Derek's dirty, hot take. Yeah, Derek's, <laughs> Derek's something. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> well, that'll, oh, be, that'll be fun. Um, we need to uh, also, uh, I need to get with you to also take that gear down there because I do want to do one, uh, do a podcast in, in camp this year. Yeah, yep. That'll that'll be good. That'll be another podcast. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, all the posts you did on Part Time Outdoor Instagram when you're Kentucky deer hunt. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> I know, I know people really appreciate seeing me out there. I, I okay. All right. Well, oh, sounds goodness. good. You got anything else you want to um, tell the listeners before we wrap this one up? No, no. Everyone, go and subscribe. Uh, you know, we have some things up and coming that me and Matt have been talking about. Um, we haven't got as many podcasts out as we like, but you know, Matt is a, uh, father now, uh, by the way, he is a dad and he is, uh, you know, full bore, uh, experiencing being a girl dad, um, as well. It's something Um, I've, I've I've received some nice pictures from your wife, (laughs) um, that made me laugh pretty hard the other night when, when we locked your text. Put it this way, we locked we locked my child outside of the camper that night. Te- Nate Nate's text my wife. Hot take. <laughs> no, you were in the chat. We're not. They can't count that. There there might be a wedding in a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Paige make sure she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she doesn't listen. Land doesn't listen anyway. So I know. I I, I want to ask her and be like, Are you, Did you listen to the podcast? I'm gonna, I'm gonna test her. So well, that's what. So the podcast she was on, the Girl Talk podcast. Um, she, I said something about the advertisements, and she's like, Oh, when did you start that? I was like, Like twelve episodes ago. Obviously, you don't listen. 
It's like, thanks for all the support. I was like, you don't have to listen, but at least hit play on your podcast app so like, I can get the download counts. Yeah, that's all you need. That's I, We don't need a uh, full review or anything like that. Yeah, but if you, that is one thing we never say, like, we probably should is like, go follow us on Instagram and like all that stuff. Like, I yeah, know, I mean, just... give us a like. You know, we have some good stuff on there. You know, and if you feel like you'd like to come on the podcast or know somebody that should come on the podcast, let us know. Um, you know, me and Matt, we talked to some people about some trying to get them on here. Like I said, essentially, it's been, you know, we've had a lot of life, different things. I've moved. He's moved. He's had a kid, you know, all yeah. that stuff. So, for, you know, for everything that's happened, though, like you move and I'm moving kids, weddings coming up. And I mean, we still pumped out 20 episodes in a year. So, yeah, I'm not to pat myself on the back and you're you on the back. But like, I, you know, not bad. I think we've all had our times where we've been really dedicated and other times where someone else is picking up the slack. Yeah, when when gets knocked out of our sales. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll regroup, that's for sure. Yeah, so I would like to make, um, that is one goal of mine. Well, two, I had two goals this year. One was to smoke an apple pie, and Nate told me he would and then never did. And then <laughs> my other goal um, that I would like to do is make a uh, – like a rough grouse kind of documentary about in West Virginia about us going out in the mountains and, and how it's changed over the past few years and bird numbers and what they're doing. Um, and all that. So I think that would be fun. Uh, we've got to still have time to do both of those. Yeah. I have, I have a meeting coming up. Um, I won't say too much, but it was with, uh, Josh who was, has been on a few episodes and, uh, one of the leaders for rough grouse society. So I'm, I'm sure I'll get a lot of uh, information there and maybe we can even get him on. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate, I'd like that. So. so, all right. Uh, that'll be a wrap for episode 20. Thank you so much, Nate, for coming on. Nah, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Finally. I mean, it's been killing me. Usually I call you and tell you when I, I do something so small. Now I had to wait all this time. Yeah. I like harping on you, but I do. I, I really did want to hear your story about it and uh, kind of see how things went down. Well, I, it feels it feels kind of weird having something down this early, but you know, essentially, well, at that time, it felt weird having something done. Now that we're more into season and stuff like that, so yeah, um, we did. I did talk to Shay. I see that he got a nice buck here in West Virginia. Shay, we had Shay on uh, the podcast probably, I don't know, probably what six months ago. Yep. Yeah, he got a nice one. Uh, <laughs> Ty just shot one, so they're yeah. they're definitely starting to move. We're Ty said the October law doesn't exist if you're hunting oak stands. So <laughs> just to whatever that means, right? <laughs> just, a little, just a little tidbit for uh, for anyone talking about October law because that's always my go-to if I don't if I don't see very much. I'm like, oh, October law. Yeah, we can use that excuse exactly. But they're they're up and moving around. Got a couple of nice ones on my on my camera. Uh, there's a 12 point running around on uh, on public. I'm not going to say anything else about, but uh, might target. <laughs> You just really love that. throwing that stuff out there, don't you? Yeah, a little teaser. So, a little teaser for my next Instagram post when I have a twelve point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and go get the ice for my coolers. Yeah, see, I didn't do that. I was. <laughs> I'm not putting the cart before the horse. I promise you. <laughs> so, all right, Nate. All right, dude. Sounds good. I take care and I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, everybody, go follow our uh, pages and uh, give us a like. All right, I'll talk to you. All right, see you.
on Mondays. Head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.